And I want to go in the lobby and not watch it, and I have to cover my ears. <laughs> what was it that made that happen? Just when when she started talking, like devil coming out of her. Boils and ghouls, lock your doors and strap yourselves in. From Los Angeles, California, bloody disgusting presents the Boo Crew Podcast. Horror news, commentary, reviews, interviews, and more with your hosts Lauren and Trevor Shand and Leone D'Antonio. Hey, I'm Trevor, and on behalf of myself, Lauren, and Leo, welcome to the Boo Crew Podcast, episode 326, and the time of release, our final of three all-new shows this week. This time around, we stopped to pick up 22-time award-winning filmmaker Fernando Gonzalez Gomez. At time of release, his new sci-fi horror gross-out, The Passenger, is in theaters June 3rd and on digital and on-demand June 28th from Bloody Disgusting and Dark Star Pictures. Tear into the awesome dialogue, the outstanding practical effects work from the team behind the rec films in Color Out of Space. Get introduced to Vanessa one of horror's newest icons. Find out how some of the coolest shots and scenes were put together and a peek at what's on the way in their upcoming horror adventure. Episode 326 with the passengers, Fernando Gonzalez Gomez is now slaying. Go ahead, scream. That's all we need. Another victim crawls onto the gurney for a Boo Crew autopsy. Joining Bloody Disgusting's Boo Crew via the Speakeasy Studio is a remarkable 22-time award-winning writer-director. In 2004, he co-founded Fonda Films, creating over 30 acclaimed shorts, including 2014 spectacular horror comedy The Working Dead that was a fan favorite at festivals all over the world, and 2017's Down Under. His feature film debut was the crime thriller Estandar, which was nominated to be an Oscar contender. His work is known for its fantastic dialogue, strange atmospheres, and wildly unique and strong characters, and he's here with his latest, which is the perfect amalgamation of all that. It's called The Passion it premiered at Sitkiss this past year. It's in theaters June 3rd on digital June 28th. From Bloody Disgusting and Dark Star Pictures, it's about a late-night rideshare gone horribly wrong after the driver accidentally hits a mysterious hitchhiker. We are honored to welcome one of its directors, Fernando Gonzalez Gomez. Yeah! Oh, hello, everyone. Thank you for having me. Hey, thank, thank you. Everyone. Thank you so much for being here, and thanks for taking time to yeah. speak with us, and congrats on this incredibly fun film. It and it puts some awesome new spins on classic elements of the horror genre. It creates something totally original. And we'd love to know, what do you remember about the first time you ever saw a horror film and how it affected you? Well, I need, I need to make some memory yeah. uh, about that. About the, probably, probably was the, the, you know what is the problem in Spain? It's a bad news. We always change all the fucking titles of every movie. Okay? Then, when I need to talk about... Wait, I open Google. <laughs> because when we need to talk about um, uh, about a movie, yeah. I need to check if, right. if, if someone changed it or if it's the same. Then, then let me know. For all Thanks. we know, it could be a comedy. Yeah, right? right? Yeah, it yeah, could be. Could be. Uh, well, I think I think was I think was the uh, the the Exorcist oh, that we, yeah. we didn't we didn't change it. I remember I, I show it too early to 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 watch it, and I remember I scared a lot, and I passed a really bad time watching 
And I remember these moments when she entered, the mother entered into the room and she came back and you see in the darkness, like some flashes of demons images. You mm -hmm. remember that point? Oh, yeah. I remember that this thing marked um, to me a lot. I remember, uh, like I remember a lot for a, a long time when I watched it. I, probably I was eight years old or something. Oh, wow. Did it did it turn you into a horror fan eventually? Like, what do you consider as some of the horror movies that have influenced mm. you most as a creator, would you say? Well, uh, I think that every movie that we watch uh, influence us like indirectly, mm. like like you are not conscious that it's in, you are being influenced for for a concrete movie. Uh, Raúl is a huge uh, horror fan. My my partner, my colleague, uh, the co-director Raúl Cerezo, a huge fan of Carpenter movies and The Thing and all these kind of, of movies. And this is because the movie have this smell to these old movies from Carpenter. Okay, like the first movies, like uh, the the Prince of Darkness. I need to check. Yeah, yeah, Prince of Darkness. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, and The Thing and. Uh, uh, but 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 I, I always say that the, the biggest influence you have is first of all the script, and then when you are with the script, I, I, I think it's 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 okay to to say to say okay, let's go into watch some movies and let's go into see what they done in the past, but not like uh, to to do the same. I, I mean to to have our own voice and do something fresh, but. Uh, with the influence, of, the influence of all the movies that we watch it during our lifetime. That's that's my opinion. That very very good opinion, and it comes across in this movie. We see like a mashup of all sorts of things. It makes it really fun to watch. So let's get getting into the passenger. Were you working on Estander simultaneously, or was it uh, was Estander your truly your first film feature film? <laughs> Great, crazy. <laughs> yes, because uh, I, I, I shoot it three feature films in one year and a half wow yeah. um, <laughs> you see the you see the white <laughs> uh, two years yeah. ago was everything was black okay <laughs> yeah uh, well um uh, i i started uh, the standard in uh, 2019 november okay and then we was made in the post production of a standard when we was shooting the passenger. Wow. And, but it's more, but it's more. The, this, the, the first one was alone, the second one with Raul, but we made a good team and we already shooted our second movie together. That is The Elderly, that was announced by Spin Daily that, like uh, two days ago. Right. Because it's in the hands of Filmax uh, for international distribution uh, as a sales agent and was presented uh, in Marché du Film in Cannes. And then the notice is in Spin Daily like, uh, I don't know, two days or three days ago. And when we was doing the post-production of The Passenger, we were shooting The Elderly. Then I remember <laughs> oh, at the combo, uh, I remember at the combo with Raul checking the VFX of The Passenger. Raul, Raul, look, uh, user uh, send another one. Okay, mm, this is not good. Send something. Okay, action! Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh, wow. Like <laughs> what's, what's good idea? B2 in that case. Oh, my gosh. Now, is, is, wow. Was Paula Gallego, is she also in the elderly as well? Or was it just uh, was it just Ramiro? Uh, 
No, 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 no. Uh, Paula, the only one. I'll okay. Repeat. Wow. Paula's the only one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So, when did you, backing up, so when did you first meet Raul, your co-director, and how did the journey it's, towards it, the passenger kind of start? It's, it's, it's nice. It's nice. Uh, and Raul and I, we are a we, really uh, good, uh, like, uh, well-known names in the world of short films in Spain. Sure. Because we've been doing short films. I mean, I directed like 36. Raul, I don't know if he directed like 10 or 12, but he produced like 90. Oh. <laughs> In between us, there is like 120 short films or something like this. Uh, and then we know each other because of our work and like being in same festivals and see our names in the list of selected short films or something like this, but we never meet each other. And like uh, when I finish standard, uh, Raúl, uh, well, I, I knew Raúl just for one time in a festival, and we we had a meeting, and he told me, "Well, I, I see that you have a lot of freedom in standard," and I says, "Yes, I don't know if this is a good idea or a bad idea, but I had a lot of freedom." <laughs> and then he told me, "Okay, then read this script uh, uh, because I have the passenger like they they watch with the passenger like years and years, not years and years, but like four years trying." To, to, to have a producer or someone that jump into the project and mm -hmm. produce the project and no one wants to do it because it's so risky because the 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 practical effects because of the aliens and and bands and sharing cards you know everything that the producer says that they don't want to do because it's not going to work is the exactly things that the audience love it right, right now <laughs> it's crazy but finally finally uh, well I, I i read the the script and i said okay uh, raul is, is very nice is 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 i love it but what what we're gonna do and he said okay we can we can do it together and i said okay let's present the idea to the producers and we jump it into a pool with no water and we direct the, <laughs> the film wow. and what did you well, how was wow. the experience working with another director how did you two kind of collaborate on set, what was the role of each of you? Did one handle certain things, the other handle certain things? Did you both attack everything together at the same time? How did it work? Well, what's the first question? When we was developing the, the storyboard and all the planification, and, and we said, oh, what, what are we going to do on set? And we said, okay, continue working, continue working, and let's see, let's see, continue working. Yeah. And then we continue, we continue. And when, in the moment, like one week before we start shooting, we said, what are we going to do? And finally, we decided to do it everything together. I mean, when we need to talk with someone, we go both of us. When we we have two combos, one for Raul and one for me separately, then we check our combo with no influence, no physical influence, no gestural influence. You know, you are focused, and then we talk. What you think? Yes, no, whatever. And the must was that nothing that we do not love completely is going to be in the movie. I mean, if if one of us loves something but the other one no. It's not going to be inside the, the movie. The question is that Raul and I, we have the same way to view uh, how to shoot a movie. I mean, we are uh, crazy people, uh, crazy freakies about the planification. We love to know exactly where the camera is going to be, why the camera is going to be, uh, what is our intention putting the camera there and, and doing a focus in like a half uh, uh, face or uh, in the middle or what we are 
trying to communicate to the audience, then we make a lot of work of planification at home together. Mm-hmm. Then when we arrive at this at set, we just to explain what we already designed at home. Yeah. Then even I can go to eat a sandwich and and Raul can be explaining the planning. Sure, <laughs> it's no sure. problem. Yeah, you know what's going to go on. And you can tell that that thought that you put into it ends up with some very unique shots that we'll talk about here in a bit. But first of all, your fantastic cast. They're so fun to watch, tear into this really like mesmerizing and funny dialogue. You're so great at capturing great dialogue. And you've worked with Ramiro before. He's so wonderful to watch. He's got that deep, gravelly voice. It's a really rich character. And then you have his equal opposite in Marta, played by Paula, who we talked about. Talk about watching those two characters in particular come to life. You know what? It's uh, about Paula. Paula entering the project one week and a half before start shooting. No way. Yes, because we had another actress, but we had a problem of agenda or something happened. Yeah. uh, No details. And uh, we two two weeks, three weeks before the shooting, we have no uh, actress for Marta. And we said, okay, let's start searching. It's not easy because we want a girl in between 15 and 16 with experience in, in movies, no way. With experience in television could be some options, but was a crazy searching. And finally, we uh, found uh, Paula. And it's crazy because it's uh, her debut in, in, in movies. I mean, it's, it's her first movie. She was working since she was eight years old in a TV serial uh, that is in very famous in Spain and it's got like 20 years of uh, uh, chapters uh, or, or of seasons and seasons and seasons. She was working then since she was eight until she was 16. She just finished it like uh, one week ago when we searched. And then she entered and immediately in the moment when she sit down, writes, near to Ramiro and they start talking, we said, okay, perfect chemistry. Was crazy. Was crazy. Even even Ramiro, even Ramiro that night called us, Raul and me, uh, guys, Paula is perfect. I, I feel it. I mean Ramiro is a man that is uh, everything is uh, feelings from inside. You know, he he is like everything it's more because of the feelings of chemical with the other actor and in a moment she read two lines was crazy. Oh, yeah, did, crazy. And did they did they have much time to rehearse? I mean, I wouldn't imagine they would have that much time leading up to it, right? Together. Yes, it w- 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 was crazy. They they made like uh, two, three, four uh, tests together. No more. Amazing. They, they hadn't, we had we hadn't time. Wow. Yeah. We hadn't time. Yeah. yeah. To do essays. Wow. Oh. And the way the way you capture the conversation in dialogue is very compelling and creative too. I mean, the camera moves from a conversation with two characters in the back of the van, of the van and slowly kind of rolls to focus on Marta and Blasco. And then they talk. It's a very interesting uh, movement to watch. How was that developed in terms of just capturing where you put the camera when they're, when everybody's talking? Uh, well, this is, this was also the, the, the second step when we was made in the planning, uh, we said, okay, what we're going to do. We have a movie that is 80% of the time, inside a van. I mean, what we're going to do to do not get bored all the people do, using like this, 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 this lateral, lateral, front, front, behind, behind. There's like four positions, no more in a real van. But 
we said, okay, we need a fake ban. We need a legal ban. Then we have a original NESA and the copy NESA. And the copy, the copy NESA was, uh, well, NESA is the name of the band, sorry, because someone is listening. The NESA is the name of the band. It's another character. Yeah. 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 NESA, that's it. it. Uh, And then NESA was uh, Ligo, that was a replica inside, not not outside, only inside, but was like, uh, we can uh, erase the laterals or drop, or I mean, drop off the front or the top or the back, everything. We can move everything. Then we, we in, in, with this uh, Lego, we can put the camera wherever we want. Then we erase the front, we put a railway with the crane, and then we went, go inside the, the, the van with the crane and the camera, and we can move from the front to the back and make all these uh, shots, interesting shots that we think that uh, have the, 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 the idea was, okay, we are not going to bore the, the audience, but also we want to have a cinematographic language and we want to um, like uh, send some feelings with these shots to the audience. Yeah, yeah, like that great uh, over over that over the head shot when it dr- goes yes. right over top of the van. We see that like kind of right. aerial shot of the interior, or uh, I think when Marta's trying to grab a water bottle and she's crawling underneath the creature, and you see that from in the van it is so right. so cool. And we also find that the van has its own soundtrack as well. I mean, regardless of the horror that's going on, it plays this jovial. Kind of Spanish music, <laughs> which it gives yes, it a lot no, of po- yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about yeah. that polarity that you create with sound it's, and music and and the van's own personality. You you talking about the um, the script, the text uh, was really 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 good, uh, written by Luis Sanchez Polak. I yeah. mean everything was written, it's crazy detailed. Everything, all the details are on the script, and also the music, also the paso doble music. That is the name of this part of the score that you are referring to, because yeah. we have one part of the score that is in the hands of Alejandro Roman, that is like genre uh, uh, 80s music yeah. with some more, a small orchestra and some uh, equalizers. Okay, that's it. And the second is this orchestra music called Paso Doble that came from the bullfighting culture. And also from the small, it's, it's like the, it's like this kind of music is the one that you are going to hear in every small village in Spain where the parties of the village are going to be. Okay, you, you have this kind of, then it's a partying uh, music. What happened uh, that we saw in the editing process that uh, was crazy good using this music in the, in the moments when you have terror or you have a thriller or you have uh, something bad is happening and then this partying contrast with the with this moment and what's crazy how how is mixed uh, was was really really nice to discover on 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 the editing process because in the script was noted like i don't know four paso dobles or three i don't remember but finally we used seven or eight uh, during the editing process because we we saw that wow it's going to work it's going to work it's crazy then it's very nice when when we saw people that don't know where this uh, kind of music came from, but they enjoy even the moments because it's like they don't. This is nice because it's very locally uh, music. It's very local. It's from the from the interior of of Spain. Oh That's wow! Crazy. Talking about music, I love the mention of Dua Lipa. 
Dua Lipa, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, waiting for her music. I was waiting for yeah, her to show we, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's nice. It's nice. It's, it's nice because the Rasodoble music have two, two points. One, it's defining Blasco and his past. And the other one, it's also been, as I explained it, a really good uh, score for these uh, terror moments. And what's the idea from, from Raul? Because the first version of the script had like this old pop music. I mean, Blasco in the first version, listen it, uh, this old pop uh, music from the 80s, Spanish, but was used by Paco Plaza in Veronica, oh. this the Spanish one. Yep. And then we said, probably yeah, uh, yeah. we need to, to have something with more identity for our movie. And then uh, Raul was watching um, El Sur, that is a Spanish movie that has some pasodobles in, in the score. And he said, Blasco can listen to this music because he's old bullfighter. This is from the bullfighting uh, culture. Okay, and everything uh, works. The Boo Crew will be right back. On this street, in this house, a young child lies in terror. Her body is the battlefield. Her soul is the prize. Her one hope. Her only hope. The Exorcist. Warner Brothers presents William Peter Blatty's The Exorcist. Directed by William Friedkin. The Exorcist. Rated R. Under 17, not admitted without a parent. The Exorcist. The movie you've been waiting for. Without the wait. Filming in uh, Navarre, Spain. What were some of the challenges in filming on that empty country highway? Talk about that filming location. I'm gonna tell you something. Uh, I think that the god of cinema, or something like this, <laughs> who, uh, who, uh, yeah, I have to tell you what was was with us there because we shoot it three weeks on those forests all the exterior parts, all the runnings uh, through the forest and every, everything that was in Navarra. It's a, it's a, it's a place crazy, crazy, crazy nice. We was into a camping in the middle of nowhere, only trees around us. was good because it was highly COVID moving and we was like in a bubble there. Then was good. But in that place, every two days maximum, you have rain. Every every, oh, wow. every 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 historically historically every two days you have rain because it's a continental place they have like their own climate okay climate yeah. then uh, there's no way every two days or, or or every day you have rain at night or in the middle of the day always we had there 13 days with sunny days and no clouds during all the day unbelievable during all the night <laughs> then wow. the owner wow. of the camping. The owner of the camping says, this is unbelievable. I cannot understand what is happening. 
because you are shooting the movie. And I said, okay, this is the god of the cinema or something that is helping us to do the, the, the shooting. But it was crazy. Crazy good time during wood weather, sorry, during during all the um, all the these 13 days, but only the last day, the very last day, half of the time that we had to shoot was starting raining like in Forest Gum when he is in Vietnam. I mean crazy raining like oh, it was impossible to shoot and we cancel like uh, five or seven shots for the last sequence of the movie when he is going to a spoiler alert eh, when they have the accident and then they they do this last and you know the half of that sequence is shooted in green screens uh, building oh yes. wow and mix it and mix it with real a forest shots and you cannot know the difference wow it's a oh wow <laughs> <laughs> i want to just kind of go over a few key shots in the film but first of all i want you to tell us about the cinematographer uh who worked on it with you the dp who was that and what was that relationship like that you guys because there's like there's like split diopter work here there's dutch angles there's evil dead looking stuff there's so much cool camera stuff going on well it's his debut first feature film really it's Nacho Aguilar. yes <laughs> Nacho Aguilar, uh, it's a it's a frame for a very long time ago of uh, raul they worked together in a lot of short films but Nacho never uh, worked in a feature film. And when we are starting to work together, Raul and I, we bring like, uh, I mean, like the art director, sound editor and uh, uh, dressing came from my side and he came with Nacho Aguilar and camera team. Okay, then we mix both teams because he have some teams in by his own and I have my team. And then we mix all together. And Nacho is his his debut, and he made crazy good. And if if you love the passenger, when you will watch the elderly, you're gonna cry. Whoa, I can't wait. Oh, wow. I want to talk about the opening shot of the film. It's amazing. Are there any edits at all in that cold open? The entire thing looks like one continuous shot. Yeah. You pan to the it, right. You pan it back. It's supposed it's supposed to be one, but you know why? Was the first shot of the movie. When we started the first day, the first, the very first day, you know, everyone knew in the middle of the forest. I mean, you, you have like not the feeling with the team, uh, new directors, new DOP, you know, old uh, cameraman. I said, you don't know any fucking idea what they are doing. Right. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the first day we started with probably the one of the most difficult shots because our idea was to do everything in one shot. Was the idea was designed for one shot, but finally there is a moment that it's a mix in between two shots, but we, only one moment. You cannot tell. You cannot tell. Yes. <laughs> it it's very so good. Funny. It's very well done. It's very well done. It's very well done. Because you know what happened. You know what happened in, in that shot. We have the moving. You know, the moving of the camera. The fog that is moving. Whatever the fog wants to move. Because we need to stay, but it's start windy uh, with the machinery, crazy. The sun going down because we have no light, no time, you know, everything. Then two guys coming. Uh, the girl with uh, coming, crazy. I mean, it was a mix of elements that for the first day of shooting was crazy and 
and we 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 cannot we 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 could not do it in one shot. But I mean, it's nice because you cannot see where no, the it's a unf- it's an unforgettable introduction too. What were you gonna say? Lynn? Uh, what went into designing the creature? Was nice. Was nice. Was nice. We we uh, made the um, the working with an uh, art art artist that uh, that he's a specialist in. Like uh, you you send to him your feelings or something, and then he made a drawings and a drawings and a lot of drawings. And then we started to develop. Uh, well, the the idea was that the the passenger alien can match with some DNA people, only girls. Only girls, uh, but not with other ones. Then, when the DNA match, you have Paula at the very end because the scar disappeared and uh, like God, she made yeah. like an upgrade. Yes, yeah. yes, okay? yes. But when the right. DNA doesn't match, you have these different deformations of the skin, the the eyes. Uh, okay, all these things. And Mariela has cancer. Then the cancer interacts with the with the alien, and then it's because have this all these deformation. Then every monster is different because the the passenger affects in a different way the mix of the DNA of the of the of the one with, with that he's infected. Got it. Okay. Got it. That was the what that was the idea. Then. We started to uh, design different drawings of the deformation, like wearing skin, like the the the, the bubbles at the at the back, uh, uh, and also we develop a lot what how it works the passenger. Okay, then there is a lot a lot of drawings, very nice drawing. I I, I think Dark Star have some for the DVD special edition, some drawings of how how it works the passenger inside the head and how it's holding the the brain inside the head and and, and moving what's well really nice because we make a lot of drawings that are not going to be in the movie but we wanted we wanted to understand how is the evolution of the how the ship how is the ship what happened with the ship when hits the ground uh, there is something that uh, break the ship or not there's a lot of drawings of the ship it's like a small nostromo (laughs) <laughs> nice nice <laughs> that's amazing that's yeah. wow so you really looked wow. into the lore of the creature and designed it now speaking on that how did you create some of the mechanics like the actual the bubbles how they actually bubble is that are they puppets is there someone controlling that in real time was that done after the fact was real was real uh, was made by inside effects okay. inside effects was the company that made wreck Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. They made all wrecks. was made by, uh, by uh, David Zambit. And David Zambit is the owner of Inside Effects. And they made practical. They made practical the, the first encounter with the thing yep. on the ground. It's also mechanical. The bubbles you said from Mariela are mechanical. Uh, a, a, a lot of things. The, the, the last monster is mechanical also. It was like... A, I remember like four, four technicians at the same time, like blowing, like moving things in order of the breathing or the, or the, or, or the everything moving, like, like every axle was moved for a different person. was really nice because when we were shooting, you see the shot and you see, oh, this is really nice. And I, I remember behind the grass, five people like this. Wow. <laughs> Puppet show. What about the thing that comes out of the mouth? It's a combination. When Blasco need to 
uh, take it. Yep. It's practical, but when it's coming down and it's uh, like uh, the appearing from the mouth, it's it's BFX. And the BFX was made by user T38, that was the company that made uh, color out of space. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Same yeah. company. Oh, wow. Really cool. Same company. Wow. There is, you know, there is uh, 540 shots with BFX. 540. More than Tenant. Wow. <laughs> That's unbelievable. You know, but there is a lot of invisible effects like green screens. There is a lot of green screens during the movie, but really, really well done. And also you have the reflex on the glasses because if, if you see the real reflex, you see the camera. Yeah, that's right. It's a real glasses. Yeah, rear view mirrors uh, and things like a that. Lot, yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, small invisible VFX and some that are not as invisible because are monsters of movements that was impossible to do practical because was need to be so fast or, you know, all these, all these things. But uh, they make that crazy, crazy good work. Even for me and Raul, it's difficult now know when is the real Nessa and when is the fake Nessa. Because it's very well done, then very good, in, very well integrated because the very good, uh, a crazy good work from Nacho Aguilar in combination, I mean, the lighting uh, people and, and Nacho in combination with Usher. Because I mean, the, when, when, when you see the, 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 the background and, and, and it's a green screen and it's completely well done. You did a great job of using practical effects to yeah. build these very rich characters too, and Blasco and, and Marta, where yeah. they literally wear their past on their on their face. What yeah. what kind of effect yeah, yeah. were you hoping that, that that had on the audience? I think that you everyone feels more more real. Like you can touch the, the, the things that you are seeing in the screen. You know, I mean we uh, when I see everything VFX, I, I think that the combination is the, 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 the best that you can use. I mean, everything VFX, you, 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 you feeling it's not real. You feeling it's, it's, you cannot taste it. It's, I don't know. It's my, it's my feeling. And I, I, I think that the people is enjoying a lot watching practical in the movie. I mean, I think it was a really good decision, but not for the camera team, because if I tell you the smell, all of these sheets. <laughs> oh boy! I can't even imagine. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you know, you know the moment where the skin from the face of Mariela hits. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. Front? yeah. Oh. It's me. Really throwing it? Oh, I was, that's I was awesome. awesome. Was that was that the worst smell? Was, the was that the worst smelling day of all? I remember holding, holding yeah. all these. What is the name? Oh, uh, the aliens ones. The, the what is the, the liquid? Yeah. What's the name? Slime. Like liquid latex? Uh, yes. No, the slime. The slime. Slime. The slime. slime with the skin, and then uh, holding it like this, smelling. Was crazy near to <laughs> finally. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yes, Leo, Leo, jump in with your question about Blasco. Yeah, one of the things I I really enjoyed about this is that Blasco has this dirty older guy, misogynistic personality, and yet he has great chemistry with young Marta. Uh, so we don't have to miss him if something bad were to happen to him. <laughs> I was curious, was there was there an alternate ending that was filmed? You know what happened with your view that in Spain is more than you. 
than, than yours. You, you know why? Because Ramiro Blas is the bad guy of a very successful TV serial in Spain called Vis a Vis that was uh, in, I think now it's in Netflix. And, also, and, and, and then he was the very bad guy. And, and, and everyone knows Ramiro in Spain to be the bad guy. Then when they watch this, Ramiro, the bad guy always looking by down, going down the glasses, looking the girl coming, they said, okay, yeah. something is going to <laughs> right, happen. Yeah, yeah. Right. This is the bad guy. <laughs> Everyone wants to kill him. Yeah. And then, yeah. when, then when, when they show making the jokes about South America, the jokes about everything politically incorrect, the, 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 everyone hate Blasco in the first 15 minutes. Yep, yep. But step yes, by step, yes. step by step, you was knowing his past, you was knowing that, okay, he's, he's like a man, uh, I mean, from the from a old uh, time, but okay, he have like this bad luck in life. Then you are starting to understand that he's not a bad guy. He's just, okay, too old for this time, or probably he need to evolution, okay, or or die. Who knows? And Marta's not putting up with it either, so we get to experience him through her eyes too. Yeah, it's like it's like right. like two 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 that are completely different, but yeah. step by step they they getting closer because of the problems, and they need to to resist and to fight together. How did you do that shot with the silhouette of the van and the full moon behind it? It's beautiful. Uh, what, with no moon, <laughs> <laughs> I well, you know, you know, you know, but it's curious because uh, we was crazy uh, trying to 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 serve this uh, elevation change. Yeah. Okay, this elevation change because we was in a flat territory, all surrounded of the forest uh, and in the camping, and was no way to find an elevation change to do the shot because we want to have no. Uh, no Nessa, and then step by step coming up, and then came back. Yeah, was crazy to find. And I remember they found it like the day before. Oh wow! We have we have a, we have a road. We have a road. Come come with us, and then we we, we drive to the to the road. Perfect. And then we we made a shot. I, I remember that Nacho installed like three or two, three or four crazy big lights uh, to 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 be the light of the crazy ambling moon that we want uh, in post-production and was like that. The difficult part was to find the road. Wow. It's a stunning, it's a stunning shot. That's a, the trademark shot of the film. I'd say right there, you know, you know, you know, we received the first version of the moon like this. Really? And then they make it and then they make it like this. No, dude. We we want we want to lose some moon from the top of the shot. I'm so okay, and then we put it. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. So, did you keep anything from the set as a souvenir, or where did Blasco's sword go? Do you have that by chance? I have the Raúl have the cap. Yeah, oh, Blasco. Yeah, and I have the 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 the, the leather. Uh, it's not the T-shirt. It's the the leather one that he put at the end of the movie when he came inside. It's like a no. I don't know how to say in English. It's a chaleco. That is best. Oh, best. The best. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The leather best. That's it. That's oh, it. that's, that's awesome. It. And I have the leather best, and and Raúl has the the cap. 
Awesome. That's so great. So let's see, let's see. In 2020 year, we can sell it because. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Leo, Leo, you have another question. Jump in, man. Yeah, yeah I was curious if uh, Christina Alcazar did all her stunts and full makeup effects in the red dress. Did she do all of that herself? Everything. Really? With no shoes. What? Everything <laughs> with no shoes. What? Running from in the forest, crazy with all the makeup over she with all the shit uh, cold over because you know what's a good weather yes shiny days but no clouds at night then at 4 a.m the temperature goes down oh yeah it was crazy crazy cold okay and she was running standing fighting i remember uh, and, and she have no action uh double okay she she made everything there everything all the fights. Then when she's fighting inside the van with the monster and the, the girl is trying to pull her out and she's fighting and she's hitting all this part of, 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 of her body against the lateral, the me metallic lateral of the van. When we finished the day before she came to the dinner and she said, look guys, black. Everything black. Wow. Because of oh, the wow. heat yeah. of the van. Crazy. crazy. Unbelievable. She's uh, crazy. She's uh, a very good actress, but uh, physically, she's a monster. It's crazy. Well, it paid off. It looks oh, spectacular, wow. man. That's Everything looks spectacular. Well, as we come to the mm -hmm. end here, man, so... What can you tell us about the next... So, the next thing we're going to see from you is the elderly after this? Is that the plan? That's the plan. That's the plan. Uh, we have no news yet from from Filmax at the Marche because it's where they are trying to close this the first deals about international distribution. Yeah. Let's see what what happened. But probably they they want to wait a little bit because probably they want to release in some uh, film festival, Genoa Film Festival. Then they are they are working to to release there. And what can I tell you? It's. Um, <laughs> I'm going to do a small comparison. You're going to understand. Uh, the passenger is a small bloom house, and the elder is a small A24. Wow! Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> With this, you can imagine a little bit. It's more drama. Yeah. It's about the family. It's it's terror. It's genre, but also it's a drama of a family. Uh, talking about the loose of one member of the family and everything is, came into a strange war with uh, very strange things happening in that house where the grandfather moves. And, uh, well, we are very happy. A shooting in Madrid, like the 90% in the streets of Madrid, is very Madrid uh, movie. Um, and we are very happy because it's where we live and we like to shoot where we are living. Oh, wow. Well, we like I'm to watch excited. it, Fernando. We're so excited, man. Yes. Well, yeah. that's our time, man. Hey, thank you so much for being with us. Congrats again on this remarkable movie. We are so excited for everybody to get a chance to see it. Thank you. Thank you very much for, for your time, for Film America, for to bet to, to with our movie there in the States. And we will be there next week presenting. It's a dream, you know. We are going to screen our movie in Los Angeles. It's uh, 
It's so fun, dude. Yeah, Congratulations. You're going to have a wonderful yes. time. We hope to see you out here yeah. when you're here, man. That was the Boo Crew Podcast, episode 326. Special thanks to our guest, Fernando Gonzalez Gomez. A time of release, his new film, The Passenger, is in theaters June 3rd and on digital and on demand June 28th from Bloody Disgusting and Dark Star Pictures. Production tracks for this one provided by Powerman 5000. Till next time, this is Trev for the Boo Crew saying, sweet screams. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Boo Crew Podcast. Haunt the Boo Crew at TalesFromTheBooCrew.com Tales From The Boo Crew on Facebook and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at Tales From The Boo. The Boo Crew is Lauren and Trevor Shand and Leone D'Antonio. The Boo Crew is produced by Lauren Shand, chopped and sliced by Trevor Shand. The Boo Crew is a TSP creation part of the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. Bye! A bloody disgusting podcast network. Home of the Boo Crew. For horror-centric interviews. SCP archives. Weekly full cast storytelling. Horror queers. Genre commentary from an LGBTQ perspective. And creepy. For disturbing and terrifying creepypastas. Listen free wherever you stream audio and at bloodydisgusting.com slash podcasts.